Welcome everybody. Today we're diving into the sport of CrossFit and spotlighting one of the up and coming stars. Hi everybody, John Tellich here. I've been covering sports for WJW-TV here in Cleveland, Ohio for close to 40 years. And I always love to tell stories of people who dig deep within themselves. And these types of people then are able to achieve levels of success that they never even dreamed of. Firuse Sagafi is a 20-something young lady from suburban Cleveland. She's qualified for the CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin. It's a huge accomplishment. She's a coach at CrossFit Mentality in Mentor, Ohio, and veteran CrossFit athlete Scott Panchik, who owns the gym, has been a big-time mentor to her, advising her as she navigates to the terrain from being just a solid athlete to now being an elite competitor, one of the best in the game. Fee has a great personality, and I think you'll see that from the interview. So, with that, on to our chat on a Saturday morning, squeezed in between two classes that she was coaching at CrossFit Mentality. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Fee, and congratulations. You're going to the CrossFit Games. How exciting is this for you? I am so excited. It's my rookie season. This is something that I've been wanting for so long, and it's finally here, and it's we're just weeks away from the Games, and I couldn't be under a better wing, which is Scott Panchik's guidance, so even better. It's it, it's it's amazing you and I'm glad that you brought Scott up so soon because I was gonna kind of unpack the whole relationship that you as an athlete have towards him. He's like a mentor for you. And if people are just listening for the first time or not as familiar with CrossFit, Scott's one of the veterans of CrossFit. He has been one of the top athletes in the world for many years. Mm -hmm. And he's right here in Mentor, Ohio, yep. has his own place. We're sitting in an office at CrossFit Mentality and Mentor. And you are one of his, not only his, one of his coaches, but you're kind of like a protege. <laughs> it's, I guess I'm, I'm one of the first, well, his brothers before me, his brothers, Saxon and Spencer, before they opened their gym, they were under Scott and training with him. And as the years went by and as, as I progressed in the sport, I got the opportunity to not just be coached by him, but now to even train with him has made me grow as an athlete. So he's more than a coach. He's a mentor. He's, you know, has been talking to me not just about strategies and workouts, but just how to progress mentally as an athlete and evolve as an athlete. So it's been huge this it's, season. He is, he is. And he is a great guy. The, the whole Patrick mm -hmm. family. Um, you know, giving birth to a facility here in Mentor. And then, as you mentioned, the twins with their CrossFit, uh, or their Cliffside CrossFit mm -hmm. place uh, in Greater Cleveland. And so, you know, they're a big name in CrossFit here in Northeast Ohio. I'm interested in your story, Fee, like mm -hmm. how athletically, where, when did you make that break from the traditional, if you will, because I know you competed in track and you competed mm -hmm. in volleyball. You went from there to meld into CrossFit. Yeah, so in high school, my main sport was volleyball, and that was just at a high school level. I did varsity volleyball at Orange High School, and I was just there for a couple years. I did track just for two years, and it wasn't, I wasn't by any means, you know, the all-star track uh, athlete. I did it as conditioning, okay. pretty much for volleyball, 
But other than that, I wasn't well-rounded necessarily in sport. Um, I don't come from a gymnastics background. I wasn't well-trained in, in lifting by any means. So I didn't really have that foundation. So I, I was always just recreational sports, okay. nothing crazy. And I ended up starting CrossFit in college. So that was 2013. And the reason that I started was I just had gained about 30 pounds in my within my freshman year of college, or you know throughout that span of time, and I just needed to lose weight. I I, jo- I joined because I was just I felt unhealthy. I was very sad with where I was at the time. Didn't feel confident, and I needed that confidence, and I needed some kind of accountability. Okay. And that's the number one reason that I joined CrossFit because I needed that community and it was never to compete. It was never to fill this competitive void. It was to be healthy. What about it appealed to you when you first saw, how did you first see it? What, what, what was your first exposure? My first exposure ended up being my, I was with someone at the time and we had been going to Lifetime Fitness, this, you know, this uh, gym with, you know, typical gym with machines and things like that. Everybody's got their earbuds Everyone in. has their earbuds in. Everyone's <laughs> staring at themselves in the mirror. And you, I would always just go and have no idea what to do. My go-to was hop on the treadmill, start to run a little bit, um, fo- you know, experiment with machines that I didn't really know much about, things like that. Kind of aimless, right? So aimless, just no routine. And so he ended up showing me a couple videos of CrossFit and even like what CrossFit boxes were like too, where there's a coach, there's specific programming, you're walking, you're not walking in aimless, you have some kind of direction. And that's what I really liked. I liked that there was someone leading and I liked that you didn't have to guess what you needed to do for the day Mm -hmm. and you were doing it with a group of people. And that's something that I didn't get on my own because I was just by myself and I didn't see much progress in doing things on my own and it didn't hold me accountable. So for me, it was so easy to not get to the gym one day and to not hit it as hard um, because I didn't have a group of people to hold me accountable. I see. So that's kind of my first idea of CrossFit. It was just this good group of people getting together to work towards, you know, this common goal of just working hard and grinding in the gym together and hurting together. And that's what I loved about it. Well, it's kind of interesting because you came from, I mean, two of the sports that you mentioned, track and field can be a singular approach, Mm -hmm. you know, athletic endeavor, but yet volleyball is so team oriented and it's so uh, synchronized between people playing up from up Absolutely. by the net and back and so so now you're in a pursuit that's building your own self-confidence mm-hmm. but yet you're being held accountable to other people yes Absolutely. And definitely coming from some years of sports has definitely generated, you know, some good, at least a good understanding of what it takes to be successful in a sport and what you need, whether it's individually or as a team player. But in here, it's really cool to see the relationship with sport specific sport and also how it translates into the CrossFit lifestyle. Um, Like I said, accountability, you have to be consistent with the work that you put in. Uh, You can't just be messing around and going through the movements and expect to make these great results. So those little things that you see in traditional sports or that you learn when you're in volleyball or soccer or whatever that is to you at a young age, 
those carry on into CrossFit, into whatever you do. And that's kind of definitely something that has helped me understand how to become a CrossFit Games athlete. Well, Fee, when you first got into CrossFit, what aspects of the sport were number one appealing to you and number two you began to see ah this is more of my strength than maybe that is so one of the things that really appealed to me was doing movements that i never thought i could do okay and i think a lot of people see crossfit videos or maybe they see what they see at the games and they're like oh there's no way i could do that like that's for them and there's no way my body could do that and it's one of those things that i originally thought too you know i would see these top games girls flying on the rings lifting the weight that they're lifting there's no way that my body could do that that's going to take forever to get there and i don't have the gymnastics background like some girls do or i don't have the the experience of coming from a lifting um Mm -hmm. background and and that is just not true so one of the things that i just fell in love with is your body is a machine and this is what we create in the gym here and your body is capable of so much more than we realize and just throughout the years, just seeing my body and even the members in here evolve uh, physically, mentally, aesthetically, like, and doing things that you never thought you could do is and is the the most exciting thing that keeps me coming back. What uh, got you to the point where you felt that you could be super competitive at this mm-hmm. and, you know, even to the point where now here in 2019, you have qualified for the CrossFit Games. What, what, was there a breaking point? Was there mm. something? What, what hit What hit for you? Yeah, so, so like I said, I didn't start CrossFit to be competitive, but as I got into it and as I followed up more on what's going on with the CrossFit Open um, and the progression in, you know, going from CrossFit Open, now there's this regionals. And then so I started to watch more of the regional comp- competitions. And then, of course, that's when I started to be a big fan of the CrossFit Games. And then I was like, oh, that is, you know, that's, that's really really neat like you could not only is this a good lifestyle uh you know routine but you could even be competitive in it and that's what appealed to me and I never I in my head when I first started I never thought that I could get there at first it was always it was always something that I saw on tv and I never thought I could be there too but there was a point I was at Crooked River CrossFit in Mayfield and um, great community there, great group of people. But I found out that Scott was opening up a gym in Menor. So once I found out he was opening up his own gym, it's a little bit farther, you know, farther ways away from my house, but I was willing to make a little bit more of a drive. And so I was like, well, I got to I got to go where he's opening up, because if I if I want to eventually go to regionals or go to the games, he's definitely the guy that. I need to be following, right? So there was a breaking point, and once that happened, once I started to become more interested in taking it to the next level, um, I switched gyms, and I came to Mentality. And I ended up eventually talking to Scott. I ended up doing a competition here. It was a local competition that they had at Mentality, and just fell in love with the community, fell in love with the group of people, I ended up talking to Scott and saying that I was just interested in joining. And eventually that turned into like one of my goals is getting on a team for regionals. And I voiced that goal to him and he took that and kept me accountable to that. And just throughout the years, we've just been slowly chipping away at little milestones. And and, and it's, it's amazing what you have been able to accomplish in such a short, we're talking about six years 
from when you actually began my in cross this yeah literally yeah literally walked in for the first time what is crossfit mm -hmm. what am i doing today my first first yes. time in a workout yes yes and that was for like a year and a half almost a year but i didn't get competitive i would say it until like first team regionals was 2017. okay that's only two years so ago. yeah so that was so that was pretty pretty cool and we all we have a goal board here at the gym and so we all write our goals and so one of my goals that year was get to regionals and eventually in the crossfit open we we ended up getting a team together we ended up qualifying and then after team regionals my next goal was i want to be an individual and just to like chip away at those little mile markers along the years has been has been has taken time and has been a progression but it's all because i i definitely account it for you know scott leading the way he's he, i wouldn't have made it to the games or even where i'm at right now if it wasn't for him but you still had to make the declaration on your own mm -hmm. i mean it takes something within yeah. you to say i can accomplish this or i'm putting myself out there definitely as again we go back to the whole accountability that that's probably what keeps a lot of people from accomplishing what they want in life right yeah they're, they're afraid to state it yeah they're afraid to state it but also it's a lot of people at least from what I noticed, they, it's one thing to want something and it's one thing to be willing to work for that and sacrifice and sacrifice for that. So something that had to change for me is, is this, you know, wonderful goal of, oh, that would be nice to compete and be at that elite level to, I want to do everything in my power possible to get to that. And I think that is so important because everyone could do it, but not everyone truly wants it. And and to want it and to work for it is something way different than to like the idea mm -hmm. of being a you know an elite competitor in whatever sport. And it's something that Scott definitely made me understand more and more. It's not just coming in through the door and going through the movements, but everything that you do has to be with intention and it has to be with some purpose. Okay. Because if you're not doing things with intention and purpose you are not taking any strides forward. So how are people that aren't familiar with the sport of CrossFit, and I'm sure there are many people that are still, it's unfamiliar to them, how do they react to you when you describe your pursuits or your goals? Um, and is there a great deal of curiosity that comes about from them as well? So yeah, so a lot of people that I guess don't know uh, much about the sport, they're like, oh, so you, so you just lift weights? So what do you do? I think and it's kind of one of those things like, well, yeah, but more. it's a little combination of a little bit of everything. So with people that ask, uh, I break it down to as simple as even I just say it's it is a combination of a variety of sports. You see gymnastics and weightlifting and metabolic conditioning when it comes to rowing and running. And it's pretty much a test of overall fitness by taking different aspects of sport. And it's very, very appealing once you start to say like, there's different sports involved and people instantly get, you know, more interested. And it's cool to see it. And then at the same time, my parents, when they, when I was first telling them, you know, about how I wanna, I wanna get a little bit more competitive. I wanna qualify for regionals. They didn't under, understand what that actually meant. They sure. thought you're just gonna work out and, and that's it, and you're gonna be done. 
and they thought it was just a workout instead of an actual competition. So it didn't take them until going to my first regionals for them to understand, oh, this is what the sport of CrossFit is about compared to working out CrossFit. And um, so it, it's taken them some time. Before they were just like, why do you, why do you, why are you at the gym for three hours? Like, what do you, what, how many workouts do you have to do? And uh, I had to explain to them kind of my goals and what it's going to take to get there. So they, they had a, they, they now know what the CrossFit games and getting to that point means. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad actually got involved into CrossFit himself right. because he got so interested in it and he fell in love with it too. Well, you know, but, uh, it, it, and unpacking your story and doing a little research on you, I thought it was kind of cool that, first of all, you qualified for the games and then the Rogue Invitational came up. Is that the, the timeline or, or vice versa? So timeline, I guess, would be... I ended up qualifying. My first, my first sanction event was Italy. Okay. So athletes that went to athletes that got invited to Italy were athletes that competed in regionals 2018 as individuals. So that was my first sanctional, and that was before even qualifying for the games. Okay. So my first goal, I guess, this season was I'm gonna qualify for the games in Italy because I had no intention of qualifying through the Open just because I didn't think that I could as bad as it sounds I did I just didn't think I could I didn't think that I was ready for for that and for the CrossFit Open um, I guess those who aren't so much familiar with the CrossFit Open it's it's five weeks so every year there's a five-week period that CrossFit comes out with this online competition and every week there's one workout that you perform you have just a couple days to do it and you have to submit scores you have to video record everything 19.1 exactly and then throughout the weeks and by the end of the five weeks you get ranked in the world you get ranked in your region you get ranked all over and this year they changed it so there was you could get your bid to the games by qualifying within among the top 20 in the open or you could get your bid through other sanctionals so I ended up qualifying through the CrossFit Open before even getting to Italy. Okay. So I got my bid there. So then I went to Italy, and then after I qualified, and then right after the Open, um, there was a Rogue Invitational qualifier. It's a great opportunity as. A but the gr- pressure was off you, right? The I pressure mean, was you're, off. You're thank already goodness. in. You're already yeah. in. So that's okay. Yeah. So the Rogue Invitational ended up happening in May. Yeah, in May, and. Um, so yeah, I qualified for that too. So that was one that you had to qualify for. Um, the top the top games athletes were invited. So 10 athletes were our top names in the CrossFit Games. Um, Tia Toomey, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Katrin Davis' daughter, those big names. Um, and then 10 of us got had to qualify into that competition. So it was only 20 women and 20 men. And that was the Rogue Invitational. And, and now the games. So... So first the Open, Italy, Rogue, and now coming up. And so Edison. where was the graduation day? Was oh, that yeah. conflicting with your the Rogue Invitational? Yeah, so my graduation. Your family is amazing. <laughs> tell me, tell us about that story. The same weekend, you're, you're supposed to walk across the stage at John Carroll mm-hmm. the same weekend as the Rogue Invitational. And yes. I totally get why you wanted to do the Rogue, but I really love how your family reacted. But please Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So, so pretty much I ended up, I knew that before even doing the Rogue Invitational qualifier, 
I saw that the competition was May 18th and 19th, and I was supposed to walk at graduation on the 19th, I believe that's Sunday. And before doing the qualifier, I knew that that was gonna conflict if I qualified. Um, so I, I ended up qualifying, and I didn't tell my parents that I ended up doing the qualifier until like it was done and I had qualified. So one day I just came home and I was like, hey, um, Mom, Dad, I'm not gonna be walking at graduation. They're like, why not? We paid all this money. This is you know, a master's. This is a master's degree. Yeah, okay. yeah. And they wanted to. It was my master's in business at John Carroll University here in Cleveland. And I told them, I was like, ah, I, I want to do CrossFit. And they're like, What do you mean you want to compete? And they're like, It's your graduation. But they're probably a little bit more familiar with the track that you were taking, right? With CrossFit, so yes. maybe that helped their decision. But or the what? funny thing was, my dad's instant reaction. He goes. You already went to Italy. You already qualified for the games. What more do you want? Was his reaction. He was like, "What more? Why do you want to compete more?" And um, I told him, I was like, "Walking at graduation is definitely not gonna fill the void that I guess competing has done." And I've worked so hard to get to this point that there's no guarantee that next season is gonna be the same, or that it's no guarantee for any athlete that you are going to make it next year and you're going to be this strong if not stronger next year because you know you never know what your season's going to look like injuries could happen your lifestyle changes i'm going to be going back as a student in august and so i'm not going to have as much time on my hands so i'm going to have to figure that out and the goals aren't different they're the same it's just things are going to be different so the opportunities that i have now i need to capitalize on those and I talked to my parents about it, and they were very, they were, they I can't say they were not disappointed. They were just, you know, they were sad, and but they put everything that they could into making me compete there. So they helped me financially. They supported me. They were there the entire weekend. That's really cool. They went to Italy with me too, and they were they were we came back home. And my dad was like, okay, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Let's not compete on a graduation weekend again. Because <laughs> I don't want to see that happen again. But this graduation weekend, this Rogue Invitational. The Rogue Invitational is so it, it, There's the no other Rogue Invitational. John Carroll graduation Invitational it, weekend all in one. It yeah. had to take precedent. Something had to go. Something had to give. Well, and, you, you got a chance to compete against and to be around all these great women. Yes. So what was that experience like for you? And it had to be super beneficial. It, it completely, it was the weekend that I needed as an athlete because I think the biggest thing I learned that weekend was that I deserve to be there and I could hang with these girls to, you know, for... It takes a lot to realize that, doesn't and it? And it takes a lot because a lot of times, you know, you, you get to see a lot of those other ladies compete. And if you don't have the opportunity to compete against them, a lot of times you don't, at least for me, it was it was a struggle to always have the confidence that I could do that same thing and I could compete at that same level. And because it was my first time competing against them, since all I ever saw them was on the TV, like that's yeah. all I knew of them. And to be able to be next to them and compete and fight for the same thing, Everyone is going to win. Everyone is going to the games because they want to win. They're not just going to go. Sure. So everyone's there with the same purpose, or at least similar purpose. And to prove to myself that 
I deserve to be there was was huge. And apart from that, it was just a great experience to learn from when it came to understanding what my wheelhouse movements are and workouts are and knowing what my holes are and kind of taking that weekend to really learn from and to dial it in as best as I could coming back into the next, you know, training weeks. What kind of feedback games. did you get from some of the greats like Tia or, or some of the other great Yeah, athletes? so I had a good opportunity to talk to some of the girls and just get to know them. They were all very kind in the back. So as we were just, you know, in the athlete warm-up area, we had an opportunity to just, you know, have a little bit of camaraderie. And Tia specifically, I we were partnered up for uh, – we had to shoot rifles and an event so we had some time to practice so we were in the same kind of group together so we were just talking and one of the things that she told me was have the confidence that you deserve to be here don't second guess yourself know that everything that you've done to this point you've earned it you've worked your butt off to get to this point yes not wasted yes and don't doubt yourself in what you do and that's kind of one of the biggest takeaways too that I got and to not to not doubt myself in what I can do because I've worked so hard and to take that away from yourself is just it's it should never happen to anyone and it having the confidence and trusting your training trusting your coaches and trusting your abilities uh, is is everything and so that's something that she told me uh, Marco Alvarez another great athlete so sweet i i even asked her advice i thought like we were we were i was walking out of the bathroom and and she and we had seen each other before in other events and i told i asked her i was like okay coming from you what is your number one advice to a rookie and she told me she goes take every moment in and learn from everything and enjoy it because you will have each moment you will learn from and it will pass, yeah. you know, bad events will pass, great events will pass, and you will learn from everything. So soak as much as you can at the games, at sanctioned events, at these very elite events. Take the opportunity to really soak it in and learn everything and appreciate everything in the moment. Um, so that was something that she had told me and which is really special. Very cool. And I also think it's kind of neat that you've learned as a competitive athlete to soak in and to enjoy mm-hmm. what's going on along the journey. Because I think too many people, too many athletes focus on that goal that's way up there. And, and it's great to set goals and the goals are wonderful, but they forget to enjoy the what yes. the experiences that they had along the way. And mm-hmm. that's what you were doing down in Columbus at the Rogue or what it seems like yeah. you, you absorb everything. When I see you, you know, teaching a class or coaching people that are new to the sport, you enjoy it and that kind mm-hmm. of rubs off on other people. Don't ever lose that. Yes, you have to you have to enjoy what you're doing and why and why you're doing it. You know, it's as as elite athletes, you know, when, when you're turning this lifestyle into a sport, mm-hmm. you you come into the gym and your goal is to find things you aren't great at. And to do that every single day and to do things that hurt and that puts you in some pl- in some dark places sometimes, it's so it's mentally tough. And and that's that's for every athlete. You know, no one no one likes doing things they suck at. <laughs> right? No one likes doing it, but 
you always have to realize and, and remind yourself why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And something that Scott continues to tell me and reminds me, uh, he even told me, he goes, when you are at the games and when you are at you know these elite competitions and when things are hurting or when things are not going your way, you have to remind yourself that you want this. You wanted this. this you chose to do. No one dragged you into this. And so that's something that I continue to remind myself and and even just members, like even just general, you know, general anyone that walks in that just wants to be part of this community and wants to work and wants to work hard and wants to get to those goals. You have to remind yourself why you're even doing it, because things are going to be hard and nothing's going to come easy and your progress isn't going to come quick. Everyone wants quick progress and the quick way to get to their first pull up or get to the next PR. And it's just never fast and it's never quick. And it's always going to be hard work is always going to be required. But if you're always beating yourself down, this this is going to beat you to the ground and it's going to drag you down. And so just reminding yourself of of what all this is for. Is it to be able to play with your grandkids, to have energy, to be able to run around with them? Like, let that push you in the gym, right? Is it to be able to go to the park with, you know, with your family and enjoy walking and not being tired or being able to clean the house or, or do yard work, like, right? Like, do, like, be able to live life outside the gym. And those, those little reminders are motivating for anyone. Let me ask you about the three things, because I know a piece that you guys did, uh, a video uh, outlined three major things that you're concerned with. What are they and why do you believe about these three things? Three things that I'm concerned with. Yeah, like nutrition, uh, three major things. (laughs) I have three major things. So three major things that are that have to take precedence as an athlete. Um, Number one, and this is in no specific order, but number one, um, sleep. Okay. Sleep, recovery has to be number one. It's something that um, as a student, it was very hard to get. No student um, sleep. Yeah, right, (laughs) right. And that that all comes down to time management. Not that it's not possible, Mm -hmm. but I've learned so much about time management and really being efficient in everything that you're doing um, throughout the day. So being able to sleep, I sleep, right now I sleep anywhere between eight to 10 hours and just recovery, making recovery one of the most important pieces of your day. Um, If your body isn't able to recover, you're not gonna be able to hit it the way that you want the next day. Um, And you just won't have the energy and your body is not gonna be making the gains that it needs to gain. You might even set yourself up for injury at some point if you're not recovering appropriately. Uh, Two, nutrition. Mm. Nutrition is also the top, it has to be in the top tier of- How strict are you with yours? I, I'm pretty strict with it, but I do take my cheats every now and then. Like my cheat- Isn't that part of enjoying the be, thing along the way? Has, absolutely. <laughs> I still cheat. I still eat my burgers and I like a good milkshake every now and then. Um, every week I, I've gotten into the habit of, you know, looking forward to one day that I can enjoy a cheat meal, whether it's pizza, whether it's, you know, burgers and fries like still enjoy those moments that's what living's all about right you want to enjoy and um but throughout the week and throughout training days especially um i'm pretty consistent with my meals when it comes to my macros so i follow uh, macro nutrition so i'm very much balanced with you know how many carbohydrates i'm taking in fats and proteins um 
and I eat about 2,500 calories a day. Okay. Sometimes more, sometimes closer to 3,000. Kind of just depends on the training. But my nutrition is pretty clean. Um, I eat regularly every two, three hours. And so that has to be on point to give you energy for your training sessions, of course. So nutrition. Um, you can't outwork a bad nutrition, that's for yeah. sure, no matter if you're working all, out all day, too. It will it will come back to you. And uh, three, two, one of the most important parts um, and people in my life, too, are, is my chiropractor. Oh, um, okay. So being Proper able... alignment. Yes. Uh, and, and he... Uh, I see him pretty regularly, and the purpose of that even is you train so hard in the gym and you're beating your body down that we i try to get in to see him when it comes to little aches and pains that do flare up and he kind of puts out the fires and helps me prevent injury and he also helps my biomechanics so i still need to develop he probably look at you and say you something's going on with your left shoulder right, right now Fee. exactly exactly so he helps strengthen my mechanics he also helps prevent injuries. So this is the healthiest I've ever been. This is the healthiest I've ever felt physically and through my nutrition. And a huge part of that is maintenance um, chiropractic care that I've been receiving from Dr. Teague and Dr. Mary uh, Teague as well at Code Cairo. So that's here in Lynnhurst. And those are like the three kind of components that have just been, that have played such a huge factor in, in this season. Awesome. Okay, now let's talk about what you have planned for your life, let's say 10, 15 years from now. Because mm-hmm. you do have you have a master's yeah. in business, and so you're an athlete now, an elite athlete, and that's going to run its course because that's what life is all about with athletics. What are your long-term plans in terms of what you'd like to be, business-wise so, or whatever? Yeah, so long-term, um, my goal right now, well, I'm going to be going back for a pre-medical um track to be able to study for the MCATs. So I'm going for a pre-med post back at Cleveland State starting in August. So I'll be back to being a student in August. And so my goal is DO school. So osteopathic medicine is definitely the the area that I want to get into and explore. And it's it's something that I, I think my passion has I haven't always had the passion for health and fitness and something that has made me realize the importance of it and how it could help and cure so much disease too is even through CrossFit, little things that I've learned um, throughout the sport and throughout this lifestyle. And it has just created a passion for that and to be able to pursue that. And just even seeing how a lot of healthcare professionals are being involved in this lifestyle and how they're using this lifestyle to incorporate with patient care has been something that's been so interesting to me. And that's kind of my big time life goal is to pursue a more holistic form of medicine um, in the next, you know, 10, 15 years, whatever that is, and and have my own practice and in a way be more involved and to still stay involved in the CrossFit community. And if, um, you know, if there's a way that I could use CrossFit as a lifestyle prescription, you know, through medicine and through care um, and through patient care, that that'd just be so amazing. And the way that it's evolving and it's definitely it's looking like it's taking that path too with how involved health healthcare professionals are becoming. So that's definitely like my big long-term goal and have my own practice and own my own business there. So, so that's kind of where I'm heading, but 
that's that's in the long term. Right now, I just want to, you know, enjoy everything yeah. I can right now in this season. And like I said, uh, I've learned so much about what it takes to get to the games and what it takes to qualify as an elite. So at least I have rookie season under my belt. So starting up, you know, the school year, I need I'm going to have to change a couple of things when it comes to time management, like I said. But I'm, I'm excited to see where things go in the into the next year, too. You know, it's so cool that you you've been dropping the word elite every once in a while. And there was probably a time that you would never even have fathomed to oh use gosh, the word yeah. elite or to have other people refer to you as an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. But, and so this is all great, a great part of your transformation. Yeah, it is. It's it was it's always something that I never that I would always only see on TV and that I could never be that person that someone's watching. Okay? I always when I first started, of course, I always thought like, wow, that's so cool. There's no way I could do that because I'm not them or I don't have the same opportunities or I'm right now I'm overweight and I could barely do a pull up right now. How the heck am I ever going to get to that point? So it's really cool to see, you know, and to just reflect on the, these last years because it's been years in the making and it is it is something that I've always dreamt about and like I said it is now some an opportunity that I have in my hands and I will have in just a couple weeks in August coming up at the games all the best to you it's Thank such you. a delight to chat with you Fee and I'll really look with a lot of interest to, to see how you do not just necessarily in the games with C as you go through life because I think you've really got it together young lady thank you so much I appreciate it thank you thanks very much to Fee and thank you to Scott Panchik and the Panchik family who have always been very welcoming That certainly is a place out there in Mentor, CrossFit Mentality, a place to learn the sport, and then you kind of discover what you have inside of you. If you liked our interview, please subscribe to the pod. We're on all the different platforms. Rate and review, and then we'll see you the next time we check in with another edition of Tellich Talks. We'll see you next time.